Are the people in your inner circle helping or hindering your entrepreneurial journey? Stay tuned and find out. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. What is up? What is up, my Dark Horse friends and family? Here we are, coming at you live once again with another episode of The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. And today, we're going to talk about who are your co-pilots? Are they your who-on-to crew, or are they your can't-do crew? And we'll keep what the? I know what a co-pilot is, Tracy. What the hell is a who on two crew? Um, who on two crew? And I'll be honest, I didn't come up with this idea. This started way back in 1727 with my man Benjamin Franklin, where he convinced 12 of his friends to form a club really dedicated to the mutual improvement of everyone in the club. And this, these guys in this club, they came from this diverse set of occupations and backgrounds of all different types. I think there was a cabinet maker a cobbler and a clerk right so he's pulled all these folks together because they had a diverse uh, set of skills uh, they came from diverse areas but they all had this one thing in common they had this spirit of inquiry they questioned right they desired to learn and they wanted to improve themselves and they wanted to improve their community. And so your Who on Two crew is going to be based off this same principle. And what I know is funny is I, I think it's interesting that the Who on Two crew, the, the word Who on Two, uh, is actually formed from the word Junta, right? Which is, I'm going to look at my notes here right here, defined as a group of people who have taken power, government, by army, or strictocracy. Ugh. Right. It's a group of people who are dedicated to take control of their lives by do by taking back the power of themselves. And so forming your who on to crew is going to help you take back and actually gain a power in yourself and in the group that you're a part of. And you actually get this superpower. So let's say you have a superpower of oration. Someone else has a superpower of ideation. Someone else has a superpower of finance. And when you pull all these people together, right, you create this unified body that their their superpowers multiply each other. And here's what I mean by that. Take, for example, you come with a brainstorming exercise or a puzzle. Let's go over brainstorming exercise. How many things can you do with, I don't have anything with me. Um, I, what I used to do in my presentations, I didn't bring a cup with me to, to show you. But you take a paper cup and you put it on the table in front of each one of the participants. How many things can you do with this paper cup? Now here's what I want you to do, everybody. I want you to sit down with your piece of paper in front of you and your cup and put down as many ideas as you can come up with on your piece of paper. There's no talking to each other. This is just you and your paper and that cup. Give them about 10 minutes, right? And then go around and, and then you don't want to go around and, and give away anything yet. Uh, but what you want to do next is you want to have, have them form into groups of four to six people, 
right? And go back with the same question. Now, mind you, they've already come up with some answers, but what they'll find is a number of the answers they'll all have in unison. But because of different life experiences and different work experiences and different uh, modalities and ways of thinking, someone is going to have this unique idea that no one, none of the other folks, uh, each one of them would probably have an idea that none of the others had come up with, right? So now they've taken, maybe I as an individual came up with 10 and you as an individual came up with 10, but two or three of those were different. So now we've got 13 and then the third person and the fourth person, you know, now we've got two and three and four, now we've got 20. And because of all these uh, ideations that are going around, it made me think of something new, which makes you think of something new. And next thing you know, you've got 30. So you can see what I mean by the power of the individual skill sets multiplying each other and just growing exponentially. This is the power of having a Who on Two crew of, uh, of a number of folks that you can personally pick to come together to share ideas and discuss, right? Uh, how you each can help each other, how you can all raise that level. Remember, as the water rises, the all boats go together. And when you pick these folks, right, you want to pick folks that, uh, that you trust, right? You don't want anybody you don't trust. If you think for a second they might not be a good fit, then stop. And I think the other, the other example I want to give is, you know, as we step into the entrepreneurial fog, we can only see so far in front of us, right? That's the, that's the whole nature of fog. You can only see uh, so far in front of you. But maybe the person that you pick has been 10 steps ahead of you. So now they don't need to see in the fog because they know what's ahead of you. So they can reach back, take you by the hand, take you by the shoulder, take you by the hair, whatever you prefer, grab you by the scruff of the neck, and they can pull you to where they're at, right, through the fog. And maybe there are parts of the fog to the right and to the left that you've experienced because of who you are and what you've done. And you can keep them, oh, hey, uh, let's go that way because you've been that way. But don't go this way because I've been there and that's not a good way to go, right? So now you've saved them, even though you may not be as experienced and you know, you're not 10 steps ahead. You've been one step to the right or one step to the left. So now you're giving that value to them. All right. So uh, enough about the... I think you get the premise of, of who they are and, and what they're doing and everything. But I think the um, what you want to do is when you, you pick these folks, you want to bring them together. And you can do this live. You can do this via Zoom calls, whatever method works for you. Um, but then when you, when you get them together, if especially if you're, if you're the one forming the group, uh, buy them some journals right? You got four or five groups. That's an easy outlay. Um, but get together, lay the journals down and, and set some baselines. And I think the, the one baseline, right? There's the one crucial baseline for your who on two crew is no negativity, right? You can voice opposition without being negative. So some comes up with an idea and you say, oh my goodness, I've done that and here's what I experienced and that experience was negative. You're not being negative and sharing that experience. You're sharing your experience, which was negative, right? That's a fine line right there. You're not saying don't do that. You're saying 
I've done that and here's my experience. So now the conversation could go, well, how do we keep that negativity from happening again? Or is it just not possible? You're right. you, you see what I'm saying? It can kind of go in that way. Otherwise, the, uh, the, the conversations are, are unrestricted, right? You want to, you want to foster as much communication as possible. And then you, but you just want, you just don't want that negative feedback. That's the, only limiter I want to put in there. And then what you want to do is you want to have, when you have these meetings, and these meetings can be done in an hour, hour and a half. It can be done over a, a lunchtime. But the idea is when you come together, you're going to have uh, a section where everyone's like, here's the thing I'm trying to accomplish and gives everyone an opportunity to brainstorm and share their input and give ideas. So if you have a problem you're, that you're facing in your marketing or in your pro your product launch or whatever, here's my problem. Be very specific. And you can even share it ahead of time so the folks can grab the ideas and put them together. So when they come to the meeting, right, you're not sharing in the communication of the problem. You're sharing in the communication of the ideas and solutions. Right. And then they all come together uh, with their their ideas and they start sharing, which, again, like I mentioned earlier, generates more ideas. Like, so, wow, I hadn't thought of that. If you combine my idea and your idea, you get something all all new and even more powerful. Again, remember that multiplication uh, of ideas that come together. And then I would uh, have the folks and this is what I've done in the past. Someone is going to share some new bit of knowledge, right? So if you say you have a group of four and I think six is tops, you get past that. It gets, no one has enough time to share their concerns or their, their needs and they're not getting enough. Um, but if you have four, it works out really well because it's like once a month they get to uh, give a presentation on some new skill set or some new knowledge that they've gained um, and they bring that knowledge to you. So now you've all gained it together. Whether you're interested in it or not is irrelevant. New knowledge fosters new knowledge, right? New awareness, new curiosities. And so listening to that, there you go. So the first section is, again, uh, the uh, problems that are being faced and the ideas to solidify or to uh, the ideas for solutions and then a, a, a prepared presentation, not dry. They, hey, man, I was reading this great article, did a little research on it. Here's what I found. Bing, bang, boom. And then they share and then you give, you know, some feedback on that. Hey, that's really interesting. Well, I'm not sure I can use that yet, but I'm going to table that for another time. Again, this isn't negative. This is just, you're just sharing how, what you think about it um, in a positive fashion. And the idea is you rotate each person. That way everybody's always contributing. And that's key because if they're contributing, they never feel guilty about extracting Right. And if you're contributing, then you feel good about, I need help. I need to extract. You got to give to get. Right. So that's another thing about the who on two crew. Now, the opposite side of your who on two crew is you can't do crew. Probably be pretty easy to explain that. These are all the folks who are like, you can't do that. Right. You, you're never going to do anything like that. I've tried that. Right. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time in explaining a can't do crew. We know what a can't do crew is. We can feel it just as I say the words. You can almost feel your chest tightening up. Right. Your your fingers almost starting to form into fist. If you're driving, you can it's tightening on the steering wheel. And when I say can't do crew and tell you what it what I can't do crew is somebody popped into your head, maybe a couple of somebody's. Right. 
I don't, I don't even need to know their names. You, you know who they are. You felt that stress of having them around. You want to slowly or as quickly as possible, distance yourself from your can't do crew because they will steal your dreams. They will, right? I've seen it happen, experienced it happen. Because here's the deal. Ultimately, nobody's responsible for your life and your goals but you. So you want to foster as much as you can. You want to bring in the people. You want to hand pick. I don't randomly do it. Oh, I just happen to have this person. I think they're maybe good. No, sit down and take some time and say, all right, I need a person that's really good at this, that, those things, and these things. Now look around. And if there's no one in your inner circle or in your sphere of influence, go find them. Go find the person that has that superpower that you need to tap. Figure out how you can help them, what it is you have that they need, and then come come together and just pull together this little crew of folks. And they don't have to be super good at it, right? They don't need to be the Russell Brunson of ClickFunnels, right? Uh, If maybe that's one of the things you need. They could be someone that's four steps ahead of you, five steps ahead of you. Maybe it's just their superpower. They just think differently about that particular topic. You're like, I don't get it, but it makes perfect sense. You know, uh, look at someone in accounting. They think differently than I do. I'm a creative, right? So I'll find someone who's good at that and I'll bring them into my circle. So you handpick these people, right? And then you come together. How can we help each other? raise that water so that all the boats raise together at the same time. So pick your one-two crew. Identify your can't-do crew so that you can start stepping away. And sometimes, I'm going to be honest here, sometimes the member of that can't-do crew might be someone you know really, really well. Sometimes it's you, right? So be careful of that. And sometimes it's a member of the family. Could be a spouse could be a sibling, right? And you've got to figure out how to navigate those waters as safely as possible so that you can be everything you need to be to reach that Vista vision that we started talking about in the beginning. All right, what are we chatting about tomorrow here? Which comes from the audience or the product? It's a good question. We're going to chat about it in tomorrow's episode. All right, till tomorrow. Think successfully. Take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.